0: it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. Good morning, listeners, or afternoon, or evening, or whenever you find the time to listen to the podcast. Welcome back. For episode 14, I think it is. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning here in Dallas, Texas. I just got out of bed about 20 minutes ago. Um, and typically the first thing that I do is not record my podcast, but I have a busy day ahead of me. And so I wanted to make sure that I had ample time, ample dedicated focus time to get this week's episode recorded. And so here we are. I've only had about two sips of coffee, which is not good. So if you hear me gulping throughout this episode, um, I mean, maybe some of you are into that kind of sound effect. Uh, Probably a lot of you aren't. So I'm going to try not to let the mic pick it up, but I am chugging coffee as I speak to you. So, I am heading out of town tomorrow on Thursday, April 7th, to go to Chicago for definitely a week. It might end up being a few days past a week. It just kind of depends. And if you didn't listen to the last episode or if you just need a refresher, I'm heading there for so long because my sister is getting a breast reduction this Friday and we're all very excited about it. She is obviously the most excited about it. It's something that she has wanted to do for quite a long time, and she's kind of just been grappling with it back and forth. And then she finally you know, made her decision once she had the twins. I'm so sorry if you guys just heard that. That is my Gmail inbox um, alerting me that you've got mail. Anyhow, so i am flying up there to stay with her and her wife and the twins for the next week and you know basically help her recover um we we kind of know what to expect but also we very much don't know what to expect so um we're just assuming she's not gonna be able to you know pick the kids up and when you have two twin babies you need four hands. So I am going to be Nurse Emma and then Mother Emma for the next seven days. It's going to be wild. I'm sure I'll be documenting it on Instagram. So definitely uh, tune in for those adventures. Something super annoying, though, is that it's still like basically winter in Chicago. And as you guys heard on my one of my previous episodes, I can't even remember if it was two episodes or last episode. It doesn't matter. I just finished doing my closet clean out and purge and switching out all my fall and winter stuff for my spring and summer stuff. So all of my sweaters are put up except for like a handful I kept out just in case because you never know with Dallas weather. So I'm, I'm too lazy to get all of my sweaters back down. So I'm just going to take the ones that are basically eye level for me in my closet that I can reach really easily. And the really nice thing about going to visit my sister and her wife is that if I forget anything, I can borrow whatever it is of theirs. Coats, uh, shirts, pants, socks, uh, underwear in, in the most desperate of situations. So, you know, I mean, I'm taking like pretty big-ass suitcase because I'm also bringing some things for my sister when I fly up there. Um, So hopefully, hopefully I remember everything and I'm well prepared for the change of weather, but you never know. All right, so we have some things to cover on this episode i'm gonna go over what we've been doing what i'm reading watching and listening to which obviously hasn't changed that much from last week let's get into part one of the that's what he said podcast when i talk about what have you even been doing sir what have i been doing um well we obviously went to broken bow over my birthday weekend before that we had a, um, an early birthday dinner with my parents at town hearth here in Dallas. And it's, it's just like a really hip, cool steakhouse. And I feel like their menu used to be a lot more expansive, but I think with COVID and all of that, it just got, um, they just made it, A lot smaller and that's okay because they kept all the star players and that's like all we're really looking for you know so we had dinner with my parents there it was so lovely we had fillets we had mushrooms we had mashed potatoes we had really delicious old fashions um we did we have a dessert oh yeah oh my god there was like this chocolate cake dessert I don't even know what the fuck was going on with it. Like, I keep meaning to go to their website and look at the menu so I can get the details of this dessert, but it was a chocolate cake, but there were so many different elements to it. I don't know, I don't know. It was it was so good. It was like the best chocolate cake I've ever had for for sure. Okay, full disclosure, I just paused my recording to go try and look up what the hell is going on with their chocolate cake so I could explain it better to you guys. They don't even have their fucking dessert options on their menu online or in the restaurant. So I guess it's just one big secret. But I'm telling you, if you go to Town Hearth or if you have like an event coming up, it's a really good spot for like a birthday celebration or anniversary celebration to just kind of like pull out all the stops. Um, Definitely ask for the chocolate cake. It's incredible. So... Friday we packed up the car like we were traveling for a week but really we were just spending two nights in Oklahoma and we packed up the dogs as well and we headed to Broken Bow and I mentioned this on last week's podcast but it was funny because I got a couple just like literally two messages from followers um, over the weekend like what made you choose Oklahoma and um, I guess I kind of maybe does seem random if you're not from Texas, but basically Texas is fucking massive and it takes forever to get out of the state, like to actually like drive across Texas and get to the next state is a fucking feat. It's insane. But Oklahoma is obviously the next state up and it's pretty easy to get to and especially Broken Bow. It's literally a three hour straight shot. Like it's, it's essentially like driving to Austin and Broken Bow has just kind of, it's been on our radar because it's become like a really easy, inexpensive getaway for a lot of people. Like there have been so many Airbnbs popping up in that area. And, you know, it's just, I'm trying to think of, like, what the appeal is. I mean, I guess it's just, like, it's close, it's easy, it's affordable. Um, They do have a state park and lots of awesome hikes. Um, You know, it's, like, in, quote, unquote, the woods. So it has kind of, like, that uh, camping-slash-glamping vibe without having to go, like, really far away and because it's Oklahoma and it's a little more north it's not as fucking hot as um you know if you were like to try and camp in Texas or like drive all the way out to Martha or some shit um and you know it's just like a small quaint um kind of kitschy quirky little town so we just wanted to check it out we'd heard so many good things and um We have so much freaking travel coming up this year uh, before and after our wedding that I just wanted to do something really easy and I didn't really necessarily want to do Austin. Like I said again last episode, I I really wanted to include the dogs and that was kind of like the main draw. So um, we made the drive super easy and simple and we got to the cabin and the first thing that we noticed is it was not nearly as secluded as the pictures made it look like, and I feel like that just goes for any and everything when you're dealing with any sort of like boarding um like housing online like even if you're like shopping for a home or a new apartment or whatever pictures can be very deceiving it just it it, it from the airbnb listing it just made it seem like it was truly like in the woods like, you know, you're going to have a lot of privacy and all that. And that definitely wasn't the case. I mean, it was, it was very quiet. So that's awesome. But it was literally like right off the main road, like literally right off the main road. Um, and like one of like the front houses, but other than that, it looked exactly how it was depicted in pictures. Um, it was this really, really cool a-frame cabin and it had like a, Big front porch slash slash patio, and um, it was decorated super well, super cozy. The only other thing was that it fucking reeked of cigarette smoke. Like it was so pungent, and it and it was the type of cigarette smoke that had obviously been. Uh, like someone had attempted to cover it with perfume, which obviously just makes it like a thousand times worse. And I mean, it was just like penetrating every fucking inch of that place. We I we walked in and it like hit us in the face like, whoa, I wrote the host immediately and was really nice and was just like, hey, Susie, with a Z, um, we got here, everything looks great. The only thing is that, it really smells very strongly of cigarette smoke. Like, I thought this was a non-smoking cabin. And she wrote back, and her message literally was like, it is a non-smoking cabin. I'm sorry, I don't know why it smells like that. That was her response. No, you know, no sort of um, suggestion for a solution or, uh, you know, anything even remotely helpful. So... um, We just decided to deal with it i mean if this had been a much longer vacation trust you me that we would have you know figured something else out like we would have canceled maybe gotten a refund uh moved to another location what have you but it was such a short trip and we weren't planning to be in the cabin all that much like we knew that for the majority of the trip that we just wanted to, you know, be out and about. Um, And then the times that we were in the cabin, um, hopefully like, We, you know, were tipsy enough that it didn't bother us. And that's exactly how it panned out. So it wasn't too horrible. But I will say that when we were kind of cleaning up on Sunday, we um, went to take the trash out and like took the actual liner out of the trash can to go throw it in the big trash can outside. And um, there were two cigarette butts at the bottom of the trash can. So my guess... And I feel like it's a pretty good guess is that Susie's the culprit and she smokes like a chimney and she smokes like a chimney when she's there doing maintenance. um. And she don't give a she don't give an F about nothing. So um, thanks for nothing, Susie. But anyway, the cabin itself was so awesome. As soon as we got there, Zach was like freaking out just about like the architecture of it and going around it and taking pictures and figuring out what material it was, and talking about um, how how easy it would be to build and wondering if we wanted to build one. Like, this is how Zach is. Like, you know that meme or saying or whatever where it's like every time you go on vacation, you're like, should I just move to this place? I mean, that's us in a nutshell for sure. Um, and Zach just took it to the next level by being like, oh, I could build this cabin also throughout the trip, he not only was talking about maybe building a cabin, he got really high on the idea of um, buying an RV so we can travel around freely. He talked about how maybe we should like look into the Hindu religion and just like read up on it. He also said that we should learn the very basics of guitar. So when we do take these cabin trips, which this is the next one that we could bring guitars along and bust them out and play them together and sing together he has a lot of ideas and a lot of hopes and dreams and we love him for that so our first night we retire from the drive and all that and both of us had not really eaten very much on Friday so our first order of business and also the place that so many people told me that we had to go to was Grateful Head Pizza in Broken Bow. And yes, it is named after the Grateful Dead. Obviously, they're dead heads, and so is Zach. So, really, truly a match made in heaven. So, we went there, super cute. The interiors were super cute. They had such an awesome patio. We got really good beer. Like, Broken Bow has some really awesome beer that they brew, like in town at a couple of different breweries. And the beer was just really, really good. The pizza, I can't say the same about. Um, And I know that's going to upset some people who seem to be Grateful Head pizza stands, But I know it looked really good because I posted a picture of it. It looked really good. The crust was really good. And they have a homemade ranch, which like you can never go wrong with that. That's just, that's like a love language when I hear that phrase. But I just didn't appreciate how the pizza was built. It was very odd. So basically it's like, You make a pizza, and it's dough, sauce, cheese, toppings. This pizza was dough, sauce, toppings, and ended with cheese. So I just got a pepperoni, but all of the pepperoni was buried underneath a shitload of cheese. So like, really, all I super tasted was the cheese, and it left a lot to be desired. And Zach got like a meat lovers or some shit. And it was the same thing with him. It was like all of the meat, all of the meat lovings were underneath the cheese that was on top, Um, which first of all, made for a really messy eating experience for him. Um, But like all of his experiences with eating are messy, I would say. It was just... I don't know. I was starving. And so I ate pretty much. I feel like I ate almost all of my pizza. But um, the best part was the crust. So, you know, I mean, it was what it was. It was really lovely to sit outside. The weather was perfect. And like I said, the beer was amazing. I will also say that um, I got a couple of people who wrote me before we went to Broken Bow and basically said, the food in town is just not good. Like there's just really nothing. And so it is very much like, be prepared to make your own stuff or just have like really subpar food. And I I can completely validate that now. That is absolutely correct about Broken Bow. Um, the only two meals that we had out, we had that pizza and then on Sunday morning, we went to um, this restaurant that's like one of the only restaurants in town, so it's like a premier restaurant called Stevens Gap, and you know it's just like it's 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 just like a diner, like it's just a small town diner. So we were like, surely, surely, this you can't fuck this up. They did though. Um, God, the I got a breakfast sandwich and i got it on a biscuit and it was like egg bacon and cheese just your very very standard breakfast sandwich and it was cold like we ordered it and it came out really fast like a little too fast almost like they just have them built back there like a fast food restaurant and it was just cold like the biscuit was cold the egg was cold Um, It was very upsetting, very, very upsetting. So um, I will say that if you are planning to ever go to Broken Bow, it's absolutely a situation where you're either gonna wanna pack all of your groceries and have like your meals planned out to cook at home or they have a grocery store there called Pruitt's and I posted pictures of it on Instagram while we were there. It's like the most organized, well-stocked grocery store I've been in in a long time. Like, if we're not counting, you know, like a Whole Foods or something, like compared to our Kroger's here in town that have just gotten like really kind of gross and and disheveled and upsetting, it was it was amazing. It was an OCD dream and it it's like everything, the way that everything was displayed, all the produce and everything, it made me want to buy more. So they're definitely on to something because we definitely got a few things that like we absolutely did not need, but they just look so enticing because of how they were displayed. So after we had our pizza on Friday night, we went back to the cabin and we opened some wine and very out of character for me, but I had one glass and I was like, I'm kind of done. Like, I don't really want... I don't really want anymore. Um, and we got into the hot tub. That is another thing with Broken Bow. Like every single Airbnb and place you can rent has a hot tub. Like for us, that was a non-negotiable. It had to. And then we realized that like no matter where you stay there, that's just a standard. Like it just everyone has a fucking hot tub. Um, and that was nice. And it was, it was a more private than I thought it was gonna be. Um It was like kind of on the back deck, and if you were like in a certain corner of it, um, neighbors definitely could not see you, and then obviously if you kept the lights out, they couldn't see you. Um, And so we got into the hot tub, which is like our favorite thing (laughs) to do. You guys know how I feel about warm water. And um, we got in with our swimsuits, and I was like, what are we doing? Like, We should be naked in here, what the fuck? Um, So that was marvelous. And we had a standard cable in the cabin and it's very rare that Zach and I sit down and just like surf channels because of streaming. Like everything that we watch for the most part, unless it's sports, is on a streaming app. So um, it was kind of fun to sit there in the quote unquote middle of nowhere and just watch whatever was on basic cable And we ended up watching several episodes of this show on the OWN network, Oprah's network, Um, the Oprah, Oprah Winfrey network. I just realized that's what OWN stands for, called Ready for Love. And I will save that for part two because I want to explain what the premise of the show is and what our reactions were to it. So we watched a bunch of that until we got pretty tired. And then we went to bed Saturday was our like big day. So Saturday we woke up, we decided that there we definitely did not want to eat anywhere in town for dinner. So we um we got up, we went to a coffee shop in town called Hochatown Coffee Central. And it was really, really, really good. Like they had every kind of coffee uh, drink that you could imagine. They had like lemonade, they had spritzers, and they also did like um, really simple breakfast sandwiches. And I will say that we totally should have just gotten that two days in a row instead of going to that diner I was talking about because they had a breakfast sandwich on a croissant, and it was like heated up, and it was like really melty cheese, and you could choose what protein you wanted on it. And their coffee was really good, like really, really fucking good. So we got coffees and we got one of the croissant sandwiches to split, and um, just had like a quick breakfast. And then we went to Pruitt's, the grocery store I was just talking about, and decided that we were going to use the frozen flank steak that we brought from that moink uh, meat box that I was talking about on last episode and make steak fajitas. So, you know, we got all the accoutrement, we got onions, we got peppers, we got, um, flour tortillas. We got rice, cilantro, all the things. And we'd also decided that our drink of choice that evening would be really fresh vodka and topo chicos with lime. So we picked up a case of topo. We got a bunch of limes. It was great. It was just, I was just in awe at how much stuff this grocery store had. If you need any reason to go to Broken Bow, go for Pruitt's. So once we got all of our stuff for the evening, we went back to the cabin and dropped it all off. And then we knew that we wanted to do a hike because like I mentioned, there is a state park there. It's Beavers Bend State Park and they have tons of trails and you can bring your dogs. And, you know, I mean, we just love getting out in nature. So we knew that Bowie definitely could not handle um, any sort of legitimate hike. I have brought Cece on one hike before and it wasn't anything like super, it was more like a walking trail. And there, there were like rocks and, you know, little inclines here and there. She did so good. This was years ago, but she just had the time of her life. And, um, it was very, very cute. So I, I know that she can somewhat handle that Bowie though. I mean, I mean, Bulldogs are not built for that shit. So we decided we wanted to get them outside just for a little bit. So um one of my followers, I she had written me about Broken Bow and suggested a couple of hikes for us to take. And I asked her what hike would be best for dogs, like a dog friendly hike. And she told us about this one that is essentially, like I said, it more like a walking trail than anything. And The good thing is that the weather was incredible. It was like literally 72 degrees with barely any breeze and felt so amazing. So we took the dogs for our first trip to the state park and we did this like really short hike with them. Like I would say all in, we probably were walking with them for like 30 to 40 minutes and we could tell that Bowie was already starting to sort of crap out. So we decided to bring them back to the cabin. And that's the thing too, the the really good thing about this cabin location, even though it was like right off the main road, it was literally like less than a mile from the entrance to the state park. So super, super convenient. So um, we packed them back up in the car and then dropped them at the cabin. And then Zach and I, went back to the park and we did a non-dog friendly hike and it was it was like a moderately difficult hike. I just think it's really interesting how hard inclines with hiking are for me and yet I like ran for 35 minutes straight earlier this week on my birthday. It's it's like I just I don't do awesome with inclines, and I really need to up the ante there for sure. Um, I think I need to probably get on the treadmill for you know uh, slow incline walks more, and maybe start like incorporating the stairmaster into my workout routine um, here and there because I, it's just like. I don't know, like my stamina with incline is just not awesome. Regardless of that, it was so fun. I just fucking love being in nature with Z. We had such a good time on the hike. There weren't a lot of people on it, which was also really lovely. Um, You know, I needed to pee at some point, and we could do that freely in the woods because no one was around, and it was also just like a really funny moment. Um, I was like, don't look at me, and Zach – fucking looked at me and i was like screaming um as you saw we you know attempted to take 3000 jumping pictures and um we also did get completely off the beaten path quite literally Zach took a weird turn at some point in the hike and i i knew it like i i i just had a feeling i was like i don't think this is I don't think that this is leading us to where we need to go, but you know, I just went with it because it's an adventure. Um, and we did end up like not on a hiking path at all and very far away from our car. Like the, the hike was supposed to be a loop and it definitely, we made it not a loop. Um, and at one point we were like literally walking on the road, um, to like get back to where we needed to be. Um, but it was awesome. And I have to say, I think probably one of my favorite sensations in this life is getting a beer after a hike. And I know that's like really specific, but there is something about like exerting your energy like that and accomplishing something and like climbing literal new heights and just being in this extended period of activity that makes coming down from it and like, quote unquote, celebrating with a really cold, amazing beer hit so different in the best fucking way. Like every adventure that Zach and I have had that have involved hiking, I think every time we like come down from the hike and the first thing we do is Go get a beer to celebrate and relax, and that's exactly what we did. Um, the follower I mentioned, who was like telling me about what trails to hike, she also said that the only place that her and her partner go to, quote unquote, dine out, is the Beaver's Bend Brewery in Broken Bow, and they don't have food. They have like a, um, they have like a hot dog cart that's a part of the brewery, but they don't actually serve any of their own food. So we went to the brewery, we got some beer and it was so good. Like again, I mean, I don't know what it is about Broken Bow and their beer, but damn, like they really have it figured out. They had all these really interesting um, flavors and I got a, a strawberry blonde ale and it was so good. Like, holy shit, just Such an amazing summer beer. Um, And their pale ale was really good too. And we sat out on the patio. And as soon as we got there, it was like pretty much five o'clock. And these two guys were setting up to play live music on their guitars. And it was just, it was just so good. And Zach, Zach was so happy. Like, I mean, he's always happy, but there was just, I took this picture of him. And I don't think I've ever taken a better picture of him. Like he was so in his element and he didn't know that I was taking it. And so it's just like pure, unadulterated happiness, like the smile on his face. It's like a shit eating grin in the best way. And it was just awesome. It was awesome. And Zach uh, bought me some swag. He bought me a tank top from the brewery that says brew, babe. That i had admired when we first walked in and i was planning on getting it for myself before he left but he beat me to the punch and it was fantastic so after that we had two beers um i we definitely could have stayed and kept having more beer because we were having a great time but we both were very much looking forward to our night at the cabin with steak fajitas and vodka topochicos with lime so we got back to the cabin and we started making drinks and watched the end of KU in the final four. So fucking exciting. We were just partying it up. And we made our fajitas. They were absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. So, so fucking good. And we drank a two-thirds of a bottle of vodka between the two of us. And that's the thing. It's like when you're in a cabin in the quote-unquote woods – in a small town that doesn't have a nightlife what else are you gonna do? We have no regrets it was an absolute blast and I will say that the last drink that Zach made us like we I mean he was he was our drink maker for the night the last one that he made us um we had used all of the limes that we got y'all oh my god literally, I think we had like eight limes and we used the shit out of them. So he was really trying to squeeze the juice out of the last remnants of whatever limes we had left and um, the drink tasted like it. It was straight vodka. I remember not finishing that one and it was really funny because once we were like good and drunk, we were like, let's end the night in the hot tub. Yeah. So... We get back in the hot tub and we were like, oh my God, it's so hot. It's so hot. And I don't know if we were just drunk or like what the fuck was going on, but we could not stand the heat. Like we were just like, how did it get this hot? Was it this hot last night? Like, and we just didn't realize it. Are we just really drunk right now? What the hell's going on? And I saw on the hot tub that the water temperature was like 108. And I don't know if that's standard or not. I mean, it sounds right. It sounds right. Um, but I was like frantically turning the temperature down. Like literally I turned it down to, I don't even know, like 97 or something. But it wasn't It wasn't going down because obviously like when the water's that hot, it's going to take a long time to uh, lower itself in temperature. But I knew that I was really drunk because I I kept looking at the temperature, checking to see if it had even dropped like one degree. Like I was checking it very, it was very like obsessive. Um, and so, I mean, Zach and I just literally couldn't stand the heat. So we had to get out the kitchen. And we called our last hot tub venture short and went inside and ended up falling asleep watching I think he had put on Arrested Development like we didn't bring um a laptop or an iPad or anything like that so he had pulled up Arrested Development um on Netflix on his phone and we just passed out like I don't even know when we passed out I just woke up and like all the lights were on Arrested Development was blaring Zach had fallen asleep in his glasses um and so I obviously like turned that off took his glasses off turned the lights off blah 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 Um, And, you know, we both woke up very early on Sunday at like seven and we needed Advil immediately. So we took it. We both took Advil like half asleep and then went back to bed until like 10 and felt fine, like did not have hangovers. And that was another really lovely thing, too, about this weekend weekend. I mean, I'm I've always been really good at sleeping in. Zach does not. So it was very lovely. We slept in both Saturday and Sunday until like ten o'clock. And I just we really needed it. And I love I love when you have opportunities to do that. So you know, that was our little weekend in broken bow. And we really enjoyed it. And we will definitely go back. Like hundred percent. I feel like um I feel like the next time we go back. We definitely want to go with friends, get a bigger cabin that doesn't smell like cigarettes and maybe go in the fall, see all the foliage, do way more hiking around the state park and just buy the entire Pruitt's grocery store and get drunk and cook all weekend long. And I feel like that is a very realistic next visit. Like I I think that will definitely happen and is in our future. So we got back on Sunday and Whitney and her husband happened to be going to an early dinner and Zach and I wanted to go to an early dinner and so we ended up meeting them at this restaurant that is right by our house. It's right off of Henderson. It's called Barcelona or Barcelona, and it is a tapas restaurant and it has been there since before COVID. Like I, I'm not exactly sure when it opened, but I want to say that it opened like right before COVID or like definitely right before I moved away from this area when I was living here um, by myself and moved across town. I think it opened like right before I did that. So it's been open for like a couple of years and I just, I, we haven't been We just haven't been, and I don't really know why. I feel like I just haven't heard much about it at all. I haven't heard enough that's made me like, oh, that's a destination spot. Like, we got to go. We got to check it out and all of that. But Whitney and her husband are like our residential restaurant connoisseurs. Like, they they just know how to go out and eat and discover really awesome places. And we have the same taste level as them. So they went to Barcelona, Barcelona, um, like a couple of weeks ago. And we're just talking about how good it was. And they were going back on Sunday. And so Zach and I were like, um, can we come and invited ourselves? And it was so fucking good. Like, I don't usually love tapas because I am a freak and a glutton and I just want like a big entree all to myself. I don't want to share anything. I don't want other people touching what I order, but these tapas were absolutely incredible. I mean, they just—they have such a wide variety of offerings and cheeses and meats and vegetables and It was just so incredible. And their bread is like the fucking freshest, softest, most perfectly made sourdough. They're like known for it. Like that's like their big thing, which is funny because on Sunday at like, I mean, we met, we met up with them at like six. So on Sunday by like 730, our waiter was like, yeah, so actually like we're out of bread, like out, not just like. At first, he was like, we're making some fresh bread or like something, and it'll just be like 10 minutes. And then he came back and was like, yeah, so actually like we're completely out of it. And then he was like, but we actually get the bread from like Empire Baking Company down the street, and they're open, so if you want to go get a loaf and bring it back, you can. And <laughs> we were like, what? No, it's okay. Super weird. Anyway, um, they also offer wine in a three-and-a-hounce Three and a ounce. <laughs> <laughs> three and a ounce? What? Jesus Christ, I can't talk. And a three and a half ounce um, pour and a six ounce pour and then I think like a like the bottle. Um, so if you want to like kind of create your own wine flight, you can totally do that. And that is kind of what I did. I ordered like a like one or two different white wines in the three and a half ounce, the three ounce um, pour. And it was just lovely sitting outside. I mean, like the weather was amazing. It was just one of those perfect spring gnats in Texas. And we had to capitalize on it. So then we came home and we thought that the Grammys started at eight, but they started at seven. And I have to say that I've never been like a big Grammys person. Like, I've never really gotten excited about it. I don't watch it religiously every year. Like I don't really even think about it or care about it that much. But you know, my baby wanted to watch it and I'm going to do what my baby wants to do. So we put on the Grammys and I was very pleasantly surprised. Like what a fucking show. So entertaining. I just, wow, I had a great time. I had a really great time watching the Grammys this year. And I thought every performance was super impressive and so energetic and really, really awesome. And I also was like very closely paying attention to like the new artists award, because, you know, I'm always trying to find new people to listen to, especially Zach is as well. Um And I jotted down a couple of bands and artists to explore and it was just a great time. I had a great time. Although I will say that Lady Gaga's performance sans Tony Bennett was a little weird. It was just weird. I don't know. I feel like almost with all of the performances, the audio seemed off. I don't, and like Zach agreed, but we couldn't figure out if that was just us or what. So Monday was my birthday, turned the big three five, and it was the perfect day. Like it's, I've gotten this question in the past, like what is your perfect day from start to finish? And it was literally my birthday day on Monday and how I how I spent the whole day. So I basically woke up. Zach greeted me with an everything bagel toasted with plain cream cheese, plain, plain. And also a um, skinny vanilla almond milk latte from Starbucks. He did want to get the bagel from the Sclafani's Sclafani's place that I mentioned on last week's episode, but they're closed on Mondays, which is like, what? Come on. Like if anyone needs a bagel the most, it's going to be on a Monday morning. That doesn't make any sense to me, but anyhow, he tried. Um, So it was an Einstein's bagel, but you know what? He asked for it extra toasted and that is the key, y'all. That is the fucking key. It was delicious. I stayed in bed for a while after he went to work and read a chapter of A Court of Thorns and Roses and then I got up and I had had the idea the day before that I wanted to run for 35 minutes on my 35th birthday, but... And like, you know, I'm, I mean, I share everything, especially like if I'm trying to like, you know, accomplish something and want to brag about it, but especially like with running, like it, it helps me to share my run So I feel like more pressure to actually like accomplish it. But I was just so nervous about the idea of running for 35 minutes and got in my head and was like, no, if I like tell people that's like my goal for my 35th birthday and I don't do it, I'm going to feel like shit about myself. It's really, really fun um, being in your head all the time. You should try it. Anyhow, I fucking did it. I fucking ran for 35 minutes straight. And I still am unsure as to how I accomplished that. It's very bizarre to me how much running is mental. It is literally 90% mental. And I've always heard that, but I never bought into it. And now I completely understand. Like, it's literally like, unless you are in actual physical pain, like, You have a shin splint, or your tailbone is fucked up, or you get a horrible cramp that won't go away. It's literally all mental. Like, it's fucking crazy how true that is. Because it's, I've talked about this before, but something that I repeat to myself a lot when I'm running, and like, this might be incredibly morbid, but it's what I, it's what gets me through, is I remind myself, I'm not dying, Like, literally, I'm like, I'm not dying. I'm not going to die. Like, this is not a fatal situation that I'm in. Am I tired from moving my body forward like this for an elongated period of time? Yeah, of course. But I'm more mentally tired than I am physically tired. Like, my body was naturally built to do this, and I'm so lucky that I don't have any sort of complications or ailments or handicaps that are holding me back from being able to do this very natural thing. And I just need to keep going. And the longest that I had run up until Monday, like the longest I had run straight without stopping at all was 26 minutes. And I have not gotten past that. I haven't even gotten close to getting past that. Like I did that twice. And anytime that I've, you know, tried to even go for like 27 minutes, it's been a fail. So that's why I know that it is all mental because it's like I just told myself I really wanted to do this. I really wanted to accomplish it so I could say that I accomplished it so I could prove to myself that I was capable of accomplishing it and it happened and it was such an incredible feeling on monday like such a high i was alone at home with the dogs i did it on the treadmill here say what you will about that but it's it's still running just because it's not outside doesn't mean that i didn't accomplish that i did that and i was like whooping for myself and hollering And man, just felt on top of the fucking world. And if that's not a way to ring in your mid-30s, I don't know what the fuck is. So after that, I then decided to treat myself to a target run. Um, Zach came home for lunch on Monday and he brought me a really delicious smoothie from I Love Juice Bar. I always get their pineapple cake smoothie. It's just so good. Like, I'm just such a sucker for pineapple and coconut flavors together, like fucking hit me up with a pina colada any day of the week, and I will chug that shit. So had my smoothie, got fueled up, went to Target. Um, I didn't really find much there. Um, Like they have so much cute shit, but there were so many sizes were sold out and just kind of meandered around, got very 35-year-old things like laundry detergent, Band-Aids, Uh, whitening strips, toothpaste, stuff like that. And then I decided to go and try this massage place that I definitely, definitely mentioned on this podcast. I don't know when, I can't remember when, but I talked about how this place, it's a walk-in place. It's like very casual, no bells and whistles, very inexpensive. I talked about how I used to go all the time especially with Whitney like we in our 20s we would do like happy hours there I mean not really we wouldn't be drinking but it was like instead of going to a happy hour on Friday after work we would be like hey do you want to meet at soul therapy and get a massage but like I said in the podcast episode about it I stopped going because they are just so firm with their pressure that it hurts. And I would try and tell them to be softer and they never were. And then on top of that, I started noticing that the towels that they use on the massage tables smelled kind of like mildew. So I just kind of got like upset and a little grossed out. So I haven't been in years. But on Sunday, when we were at Barcelona with Whitney and her husband, they were talking about how it's the best and it's gotten better and they go all the time. And so I was like, you know, it's my birthday. I really do want just like a shoulder and back massage. Like I just want to be in the chair. I don't want to do a table laying down. So fuck it. I'll go and try it out. And it was good. I I I have never gotten just a chair massage there. And I think that's the key. Um, it was a little weird because it's like one guy started out massaging my back and shoulders. And then like a customer came in and he decided to like take them on and And then, like a new guy finished my massage, so that was really weird. but literally it's a dollar a minute. So it was 30 bucks for 30 minutes. I tipped him ten dollars. and it was lovely. I am absolutely sore from some of the spots he was rubbing really hard, but at the same time, it's like he got a lot of knots out and I have a lot of knots in my shoulders. So I enjoyed it and i will definitely go back but only for the chair massage. Then to end my little birthday day of pampering, i went to Mini to get my nails and toes done. And i have to tell you guys that i i had this tech and his name is Lee and he works at the Highland Park one and he is amazing. And i didn't remember this but he did. He was like I remember you. You were like literally one of my first customers when we first opened. And you wrote a Yelp review like that day while you were sitting here. And it just meant so much to me. And you're like one of my favorite customers of all time. And I was like, what? So now I will only be going to Lee. And I can't believe that I've been going for so long and didn't like know this. I don't even know. I'm just like so unaware. Anyway, so because Lee and I were like chatting a bunch. I told him about the French tip debacle at at the North Park location. And I was like, let me ask you a question. I was like, when you get French tips here, can I get like any color tips? And he was like, yeah, literally any color, like whatever you want. You can have like yellow nails with like a blue French tip. And I was like, that's what I fucking thought. And I wanted that. And I told him how I went to North Park and I was like asking the tech there about it and how she told me that I can literally only do pink nails and white tip. And he was like, what? I was like, I know. Like, because I wanted color. Like that was the whole reason why I even went down that path and wanted to get French tips in the first place. And, and then I told him how, oh, I, I was like, and I can get the French tip like really thin. He's like, yeah, like literally, it's whatever you want. You can make them thick, you can make them super thin. It, it's we can do whatever. And I was like, okay. I I was like, once you're done with my hands, I need to pull up my phone and show you what my nails ended up looking like when I went to the North Park location. And so I did. And I showed him the picture and he he literally just like closed his eyes and was like, I'm sorry. Like, so ashamed. And I was like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. He was like, I don't even know how that happened. Like, that's so bad. So I just needed to tell you guys that because I feel very validated because it's not at all what I went in for. And this woman just really led me astray and was not listening to what I wanted. She just wanted to do her own thing. And now I know. So I am 1,000% Next time I get my nails done, I'm going to do the French tip and I'm going to do a really fun color and Lee's going to do them and I'm going to feel a whole lot better about everything. Then to round out the birthday celebrations, Zach and I went to Carbone's, our favorite Italian place here in Dallas, and did half price wine night. They always have it on Monday. We got a really fantastic red Italian wine had our pasta, and then came home and watched the motherfucking Jayhawks win their first national championship since 2008 when I was there to experience it and witness it. And it was incredible. And God, it's just, it's been a great year for sports and the Easy family. We have the Braves who won. We have the Bulldogs who won. And now we have the Jayhawks. So there really is no telling. Maybe the Mavericks will be next, We know the Cowboys will never be, but we can hope. And then on Tuesday evening, um, we had one last birthday celebration. Annie and Whitney took me out to dinner at Sister Restaurant, which is an Italian Mediterranean fusion spot that is on, yes, you guessed it, Greenville. It's where all the great places are. And it was phenomenal. I have not been there yet. Annie hadn't been there either Whitney has, because I, like I told you guys, like her and her husband, this is what they do. They like try all the new spots and then report back to us. And oh my gosh, it was just incredible. Not only was the decor of the restaurant just so charming and amazing and like this perfect mashup of like gaudy Italian mixed with, um, you know, like Greek, um, Mediterranean inspiration but the food was absolutely incredible like it's it's they're kind of all small plates and I think it's definitely designed to be like a shareable experience but that does not mean that you have to do that you can totally go in and get your own entree and all of that They do amazing pastas. The clam was, the clam pasta was my absolute favorite. We also got a buckwheat pasta that had a Parmesan mushroom sauce that was incredible. And they have just a pretty straightforward um, bolognese, but it's it's made with boar meat and that was also amazing We got broccoli we got meatballs we got um, a salad that was on special that had butter lettuce and i'm just like obsessed with butter and bib lettuce it was really really delicious and i highly recommend grabbing a reservation there and going it's totally a scene but not like in an intimidating douchey way it's just really charming and really fun and then for some reason I don't know why probably just because like she's an amazing friend Whitney got me a full ass birthday cake from Susie's cakes which I fucking love Susie's cakes the celebration cake is everything and more it's it's just such a great straightforward cake and of course it's basically like their version of Funfetti which makes sense because you know I really only love Funfetti cake as we know But she got a big cake, but, like, we also had dessert at the restaurant, and so basically we, the three of us came back to the house, and Zach didn't want any cake, and we didn't want any cake, and we all, like, took a bite as sort of, like, a ceremonious thing, and other than that, we just have, like, a lot of fucking cake left over, um, It was really funny. Thanks, Whitney, for doing that. You really, really didn't need to. And that was it for my birthday celebration. That's how it got wrapped up. It was the perfect way to end it. And I honestly had so much more planned for this episode, you guys, but I cannot believe that me talking about all of that took a full-ass hour. So I'm going to save the topic that I was going to focus on for a future episode and really quickly talk to you about the show that we watched on the OWN Network because I have some thoughts about it. Okay, so like I said, the name of the show is Ready For Love. And this is me, this is me having thoughts about it, having never heard of it. I have not, we didn't watch it from the beginning. We didn't even look up the premise of it. Like we did no research about the show at all. It was just like on TV, in Broken Bow Oklahoma in our cabin and it's what we decided to binge which I'm not really sure what that says about us but it honestly just like reconfirmed why I dislike reality shows so much I've talked about this before but I just cannot get on board with any of them like any of the Real Housewives any of the Bachelors any of the Love Islands any of the Love is Blind like I know, I know. It's an it's a, a practice of suspending your belief for an hour when you watch it, and really buying into the fact that all of this is happening naturally, and none of it's planted, and there aren't like producers behind the scenes, basically like giving these people lines. I just have a really hard time doing that. I feel like so much of this Ready for Love show was so negative and like made dating even more confusing I will say that I loved how all of the people who were dating on the show were in their mid to late 30s and early 40s I think there was even like one guy who was like almost 50 um and from my perspective the premise of the show is basically it's like they create they create this dating pool that's I don't know how many guys and girls but when we tuned in it was like five guys and five girls and i'm assuming that it's based off of probably a bunch of information they filled out about what they're looking for and this and that and so it puts like these 10 people in this little dating pool and they all meet each other and they see who connects with who um But like obviously as it happens in real life, like those connections either fizzle or they change or maybe you didn't think that you were really into this one person last week and they said something this week that has you intrigued and they kind of all are dating each other in a way, not like full out dating, but it's like instead of being on apps where you're just endlessly swiping it's like this show the producers of this show did the work for them to narrow it down to these five people that you could possibly you know be ready to fall in love with and that's like the whole thing it's like we're not here to play games we're not here to just like we're not in it for just sex or anything casual it's like you have to really feel like oh I could see myself with this person and I don't know like how long this goes on or anything like that but it was just really it was very interesting to see how they all vibed with each other and what's kind of sad is that like after each episode I think the group basically like decides on who is getting sent home like Whoever is not making a connection with anyone, no one's interested in them, they're not interested in anyone, they go home. So I guess the goal of the show is that, you know, as many as many couples can come out of these 10 people, the better. But I don't know if it necessarily ends up like that. And, and it was just so interesting to watch because it's like, I don't know. It, it, there's something to be said about, you know, We do live in a world right now, especially with the app dating, where I think having so many options and the apps gamifying the entire experience of dating with like swiping left, swiping right, matching, not matching, like who talks first, this and that, um, has been really detrimental to dating. But at the same time, it was like almost kind of weird how much pressure I felt was being put on these you know people I don't I don't want to call them like contestants because I don't necessarily think it's a game but I don't know it was it was it was just really really interesting um and there was definitely some shady shit going on in terms of like you know I mean like I always say it's like producers have to find some sort of like plot line to focus on or like make someone the enemy or like the bad guy or the bad girl and all of that. And um, so that kind of like when those moments happen, I am very much like taken away from I'm taken out of that suspension of my belief, um, which is not fun. And it also stressed me out because it's like, two women could feel they have like a really amazing connection with this guy but he only really feels a connection with one of them and the other one is upset and I know that I'm literally basically talking about the fucking bachelor and bachelorette right now like the premise of it it's not that different and again this is why I don't watch them because I just uh, I don't know I don't know but regardless it was pretty entertaining and I definitely found myself like wanting to keep watching. And then when suddenly the marathon kind of stopped and it switched over to another show, both of us were a little let down. And I might maybe Google like what happens on the season. But at the same time, I just was reminded why I typically stay away from reality shows in general, but especially reality dating shows. Okay, guys, I know that this episode was very long winded and literally all about me like there wasn't there weren't many takeaways that had to do with the world outside of Emma's world like I said I had bigger plans but I just ran out of time and I plan to execute the future episode that I had in mind a lot better and a lot more smoothly and also I'm really really hoping that my sister feels up for it this coming week to record an episode for Next week, we'll just kind of have to see what happens with her surgery and how she's feeling. But I have a good, I have a good sense that she is going to rev herself up so she can get on here and talk at you guys with me. So stay tuned for that. And I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of their week, an awesome weekend, and a great next week until we talk next. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe comment, review, rate, all of the things that keep this podcast going. I don't know if you guys saw, but I did celebrate 13,000 downloads and listens since I resurrected this version of the podcast this year. And that's really exciting and super encouraging. And it just means we got to keep going. So I will talk at you guys next time.